Welcome to the Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras podcast. I'm Ben Collins. This podcast takes an entertaining and informative look at some of the inspiring and humorous stories of India's Vedic tradition, followed by recordings of Vedic and other mantras being chanted by traditional Brahmin priests. Show notes and other materials can be found at puja.net, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T. Thanks for joining us. In this week's podcast, we're going to take a look at the structure of a traditional puja. This is a small departure from our theme of Vedic mythology, but since these rituals are a core component of the Vedic system, this is, I think, a sensible side journey, even if only a brief one, because the goal of this podcast is to make some sense of the vast wealth of knowledge in the Vedic tradition. In its essence, the Vedic system sees two worlds, the world of the gods, the divine, and the world of humans. These two worlds are linked by what the Vedas call sacrifice, and this is seen in the opening phrase of the Rig Veda, Agni Mile Parohitam. Agni, the divine fire of the sacrifice, I adore you. Why? Because Agni, by consuming what is offered into the sacrificial fire, links our world with the divine. So a sacrifice, or yagya in Sanskrit, is an offering into the ritual fire for the purpose of empowering a specific form of divinity to help the individual. This is very poetically expressed in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita, which is a conversation between Krishna and Arjuna. Arjuna is in a bit of a fix because he's caught in the middle of a huge battle between two families, his family, the Pandavas, the good guys, and the Kauravas, the bad guys. But in this great story, there are innumerable shades of gray, and Arjuna really just doesn't know what to do. Although it was his duty to do so, Arjuna doesn't want to fight, because doing so would mean killing friends and relations who just happen to be on the other side. So the Bhagavad Gita, which is just a small part of the Mahabharata epic, uh, contains a lengthy conversation between Krishna and Arjuna, in which Krishna expounds the nature of life and outlines the whole of Vedic philosophy. There are a couple of great verses in the beginning of the third chapter in which Krishna says, In the beginning, having created men along with Yagya, the Lord of creation said, By this will you prosper, and this shall bring bring forth the fulfillment of desires. Through Yagya you sustain the gods, and those gods will sustain you. By sustaining one another, you will attain the highest good. Satisfied by the yagya, the gods will certainly bestow the enjoyments you desire. There are a lot of different kinds of yagyas, and traditional fire yagyas, where the offerings are made into the ritual fire, is called a homam. Yagyas, where the offerings are primarily liquid and poured over the deity, are called abhishekam. And common to both of these forms of yagya are pujas. Pujas are simple and straightforward, and while doing full yagyas require Brahmin priests and years of training to perform properly, a puja can be done by anyone, anywhere, anytime. They are essentially the do-it-yourself of yagyas, relying on sincerity and purity of intent for their effectiveness. Pujas are such a flexible form of yagya that we could easily spend the entire podcast talking about all the different forms of pujas and how they work and what they're for. But rather than that, I thought I'd take a simple puja, typical puja, and dissect it, take it apart piece by piece so that even though it's in Sanskrit, you might have a feel for what's happening and what's being said. So we're going to choose for the puja the goddess of abundance, Lakshmi, 
And we'll listen to different versions of a Lakshmi Puja so you can appreciate the difference in styles, even though they're all pretty much the same thing. A puja is a simple thing, and yet at the same time it's wonderfully profound. In essence, a puja has a series of steps that are performed with varying degrees of complexity, but essentially it's like inviting a guest for dinner. First the area is cleaned and purified. Ganesha, who is always mentioned first, is honored. The purpose of the puja is stated. The deity is invited to join the event, and the pujari, the person performing the puja, takes her from the place in his heart where she lives and installs her into the murti, a little statue, for the purposes of the puja. The deity is welcomed and offered water to drink and is washed, usually symbolically, and offered new clothing and jewelry and decorations, sometimes literally and sometimes just with rice-colored yellow with turmeric as a substitute. Once the deity is made comfortable, the pujari recites the 27 or 108 or 1,008 names of the deity while offering flowers. Afterwards, the deity is offered a meal, sometimes just something simple like fruit and coconut, and sometimes lots of food, which is then shared by all those attending the puja. The deity is offered the light of burning camphor, which is then shared among the participants. They sing a final song, and the pujari first asks forgiveness for any mistakes that might have been made in the puja, and then de-installs the deity and returns her back into his heart. The puja ends with what I think of as affirmations, little bits of Sanskrit verses that just make you feel good. So let's go through a typical puja and listen to different ways that it's done. Some of my selections here are appropriate for home, and some have been recorded in a temple. So first we have to honor Ganesha, so there will be no obstacles to the successful completion of our puja. Shuklam Bharadanam Vishnam, Shashivaranam Chatur Bhujam, Prasanavadanam Dhyaye, Sarvavigno Pashantaye. Translated, it means Ganesha, dressed in white, pervading the whole universe, shining radiantly like the ivory rays of the full moon, having four strong shoulders and a charming happy face. We meditate upon you and ask that all obstacles be eliminated. So that's a good start, and now we light a little ghee or an oil lamp and offer some opening invocation. One that I like to use is Dipajoti para Brahma, Dipajotir Janardana, Dipo Mehara Tu Papam, Dipajoti Namostute. Dipa is the lamp, usually burning ghee or oil. Jyoti is light, and para Brahma is the transcendent Brahman. So the first line, Dipa Jyoti Para Brahma, is like saying, this light is the transcendent. The next line is repeated, and Janardana means the divine. So this light is the divine. I light this light to de destroy my papam, my bad karmas. Dipo me hara tu papam. Dipa Jyoti Namos Dute, to this lamp I bow down. So in one sense, you could actually stop there. Bingo, instant puja. Next we have the Senkalpam, the Statement of Purpose. For a home puja, it can be quite brief, and in the temple it can be quite elaborate and take five or ten minutes to recite. Basically, it's like saying that at this particular time, I did these pujas to these deities for these purposes. It's almost like reading into the universe's permanent record who did what, when, and why. So then there are a series of offerings. First a place to sit, asanam, and then several offerings of water, Padyam, Argyam, Achamaniyam, to wash the deity's feet, hands, face, and then a bath, Snanam. 
After the bath, some clothes, wastram, and decorations, chandanam, which is sandalwood paste, and kumkum, a red powder, jewelry, alankaram, and then a flower mala, pushpamalikam. So let's listen to a priest chant this part, and each time you hear the word samarpayami, it means I offer. Asanam samarpayami, navaratna khaychita divya simhasanam samarpayami, padayoho, padjam samarpayami, hastayoho, argyam samarpayami, mukhe, achamaniyam samarpayami, upacharikasnanam samarpayami, Vastram samarpayami, Yagnopavitam samarpayami, Parimalastri chandanam samarpayami, Alankaranartham akshatam samarpayami, Pushpamalikam samarpayami, Iti pushpaihi pujayami. The next step is for the pujari to repeat the 108 names of the deity. This is called a stotra. So here's the 108 names of Lakshmi chanted in a very different style in the Venkateshwara temple here in Malibu, California. Samudra, I 
So our deity has been welcomed, refreshed, decorated, and honored with 108 different compliments. And now we light some incense, dupam, and wave it in front of the deity. And then our little ghee lamp, dipam. And then we offer the food, naivedyam, and a little water and yellow rice afterwards. So let's listen to that part. Now we offer the light of camphor. Camphor is refined from the sap of the camphor tree, and it burns easily without a lot of heat. It has a very distinctive purifying smell, and it burns without leaving any ash. So symbolically, it's a subtle reminder of how spiritual knowledge burns away all impurities. And this is part of the puja, is called arti. Now there's a lot of latitude about what gets chanted here. It could be brief or long depending upon the circumstances. And for a quick puja, you could just do Gayatri Mantra, in this case for Lakshmi, which would be Mahadevi Chavidmahe Vishnu Patnish Chidimihi Tanno Lakshmi Prachodayat. Or it could be something long, and we have a selection at the end of the podcast called Mangala Arti, which is about four minutes long, also for, for Lakshmi. After Arti, one usually recites a quick verse from Mantra Pushpam and then does what's called Pradakshina. In a temple puja, you would walk around the temple three times as a gesture of respect for the deity. If you're at home and space is short, you simply turn around three times in place. The mantra that goes along with this is Yani Kani Ka Papani Janmantara Kirtani Cha Katani Tani Vinyasanti Pradakshina Pade Pade. May all the bad things I've done in the past and the troubles that afflict me now as a result, may they perish again and again with this production. Then the tradition is to bow down and ask the deity for what it is that you want. Many years ago I attended a Lakshmi Puja at a temple, and I bowed down very briefly at the end, and as I stood up the priest looked at me like I was an idiot. What? I said. Well, he shook his finger at me and said, Ask. You ask again. If you don't tell her exactly what you want, how is she going to help you? Now go do it over again and do it properly. So for us Westerners, this is a huge difference. We're not used to asking. But it's entirely a part of the Vedic tradition, and appropriately so, 
given their view of partnership between the individual and whatever form of deity one might choose to honor through the puja. Then afterwards the pujari recites what I think of as the just-in-case clause. Mantrahinam kriyahinam bhaktihinam janardana yat pujitam maya deva paripranam tarastute. What it means is, if I messed up the mantra, and hinam actually means to do injury, so if I really messed up the mantra, the actions, or if I was lacking in devotion, please accept this puja from me as if it were done perfectly. And then the pujari says, asmat bimbat avahitam sri maha lakshmiya yatastanam pratista payami. And this means that the deity is taken out of the murti and replaced back into the heart of the pujari. And we're done. But I have to say that usually it's almost disappointing when the puja is over, and you always sort of want to prolong the good feeling for just a little bit longer. And so there are little snippets from various places in the Vedic tradition that get chanted. For example, you could use Asatoma Sadgamaya, Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya, Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Lead us from unreality to reality, from darkness to light, from death to immortality. Om Peace Peace. Or, Kayena Vachaman Nasendreva Budyatmana Prakriti Sabavat Karomi Yajat Sakalam Parismaye Narayani Yeti Samad Payami. Everything that I may have done through thought or word or deed, through habit or karma, I offer to you. Or, one of my favorites, Twamiva Mata Chapita Twamiva, Twamiva Banduscha Shaka Twamiva, Twamiva Vidya Dravinam Twamiva. And this is addressed to the deity of your puja, and it means, You are father and mother, you are relative and friend, you are wisdom and wealth, you are everything, O Supreme God. So it's a nice way to end. Now I want to add just a little story to conclude today's podcast. On a trip to India about four or five years ago, I visited a very special guy fairly close to the bottom of India. Out in the middle of nowhere, he was born the son of goat herders, and he eventually achieved a degree of uh, spiritual realization. And over time, he built a temple, which included a 35-foot-tall Durga. She's absolutely spectacular, and it always reminded me of the bumper sticker, God is coming, and boy is she pissed because she's exceptionally fierce with fangs and uh, just looking very, very scary. Now, being uh, a goat herder and not born a Brahmin, this man was not knowledgeable in the Sanskrit mantras for pujas and rituals, and so he has to either have priests come chant for him, or he performs the pujas silently himself in his uh, temples by offering the usual ingredients, but doing so without chanting mantras. So when we visited him, he was doing a puja in a small Lakshmi temple, and I asked my friend to translate a question for him. I wanted to know why Lakshmi pujas always seemed to result in such a good feeling, like Lakshmi was absolutely so pleased, but that Durga pujas always seemed to be so difficult because all, it was almost like she was angry with me. Well, he started to laugh, and he actually had to sit down because he was laughing so hard, he said, Oh, Durga, she is just always mad at everyone. 
Just feed her some lemon juice every day and she'll turn sweet. So at the time, I was living in a part of Los Angeles where I had a lemon tree in my front yard, but I'd never done anything with the lemons because they were so powerfully, incredibly sour. But every day, I went and picked a lemon or two, and I started offering it to Durga, uh, squeezing the juice out, and had a puja that I did that was very short, just a couple minutes long. But after some time, I noticed that more of my lemons were missing from the tree that could be accounted for by my daily pujas, and one day, I caught my neighbor snatching away a few lemons and asked him what was up. Oh, he said, haven't you tasted these lemons? We use them to make lemonade because they're so sweet you barely need to add any sugar at all. So who knows? Sometimes the mysteries of life are just a lot of fun. So now first, I'm going to play the whole Lakshmi Puja that we heard parts of before. And then I'm going to play Lakshmi Mangala Arti. This is an example of what might be sung at a temple puja while elaborate ghee or camphor lamps are burned in front of the deity. Each section is about three or four minutes in length, uh, and that's all for this week. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, Sudarshana, Chakra, Vishnu's weapon. So that's all for now, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Velikkalamai, Lakshmi Puja, Lakshmi Dhyanam. लक्ष्मी क्षीरसमुद्रराजतनयांगधाश्वरी दासे भूतसमस्तवनीताकुरा श्रीमन्मंदकटाक्षलब्धिभवद्रह्मेन्द्रगंगाधराक्यकुटुंबिनी सरसीजाबंदी मुकुंद प्रियालक्ष्मीदेवताभ्यो नम ध्यामे ध्यान सर्पयामे आवाहयामे आसनम सर्पयामे नवरत्नखचित दिव्य सिंहासनम सर्पयामे पादयो पाद्यम सर्पयामे हस्तो अर्घ्यम सर्पयामे मुखे आचमनीय सर्पयामे उपचारिकस्ना सर्पयामे वस्त्र सर्पयामे यज्ञोपवीत सर्पयामे परीमस्त्रीचंदनम सर्पयामे अलंकमर्पयामे पुष्पर्पयामे पुष्पूजयामे ओं प्रकृत्ये नम ओं विकृत्ये नम ओं विद्याये नम ओं सर्वूतहितय नम ओं श्रद्धा नम ओं विभूत नम ओं सुरभ्ये नम ओं परमात्मिकाये नम ओं वाच्ये नम ओं पद्मालये नम ओं पद्माये नम ओं सुच्ये नम ओं स्वाहाये नम ओं स्वधाये नम ओं सुधाये नम ओं धन्याये नम ओं हिण्मये नम लक्ष्मे नमः ओं निपुष्टाए नम ओं विभावर्ये नम ओं आदिये नम ओं दिद्ये नम ओं दीप्ताए नम ओं वसुधाए नम ओं वसुधारिण्ये नम ओं कमलालये नम ओं कांताये नम ओं कामाक्षे नम ओं क्रोधसमुद्भवाये नम अग्रह प्रदाए नम ओं बुद्ध्य नम ओं अनघाए नम 
ஓம் ஹரிவல்லபாயை நமஹா ஓம் அசோகாயை நமஹா ஓம் அமிர்தாயை நமஹா ஓம் தீப்தாயை நமஹா ஓம் லோகசோக விநாசினியை நமஹா ஓம் தர்மநிலையாயை நமஹா ஓம் கருணாயை நமஹா ஓம் லோகமாத்ரே நமஹா ஓம் பத்மப்பிரியாயை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மஹஸ்தாயை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மாட்சியை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மசுந்தரியை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மோத்பவாயை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மமுக்கியை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மநாபிரியாயை நமஹா ஓம் ரமாயை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மமாலாதராயை நமஹா ஓம் தேவியை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மின்யை நமஹா ஓம் பத்மகந்தின்யை நமஹா ஓம் புண்ணியகந்தாயை நமஹா ஓம் சுப்பிரசன்னாயை நமஹா ஓம் பிரசாதாபிமுக்கை நமஹா ஓம் பிரபாயை நமஹா ஓம் சந்திரவதனாயை நமஹா ஓம் சந்திராயை நமஹா ஓம் சந்திர சகோதரியை நமஹா ஓம் சதுர்புஜாயை நமஹா ஓம் சந்திரரூபாயை நமஹா ஓம் இந்திராயை நமஹா ஓம் இந்தி சீதலாயை நமஹா ஓம் ஆஹ்லாதஜனியை நமஹா ஓம் புஷ்டியை நமஹா ஓம் சிவாயை நமஹா ஓம் சிவகரியை நமஹா ஓம் சத்தியை நமஹா ஓம் விமலாயை நமஹா ஓம் விஸ்வஜனியை நமஹா ஓம் புஷ்டியை நமஹா ஓம் தாரித்யத்வம்சிய நமஹா ஓம் பிரீதி புஷ்கரிணியை நமஹா ஓம் சாந்தியை நமஹா ஓம் சுக்கிரமாலாம்பராயை நமஹா ஓம் ஸ்ரீயை நமஹா ஓம் பாஸ்கரியை நமஹா ஓம் பில்வநிலையாயை நமஹா ஓம் வராரோஹாயை நமஹா ஓம் யசஸ்வின்யை நமஹா ஓம் வசுந்தராயை நமஹா ஓம் உதாராங்காயை நமஹா ஓம் ஹரிண்யை நமஹா ஓம் ஹேமமாலிண்யை நமஹா ஓம் தனதானியகரியை நமஹா ஓம் சித்தியை நமஹா ஓம் ஸ்ரேணசௌமியாயை நமஹா ஓம் சுபப்பிரதாயை நமஹா ஓம் ருபவேஸ்மகதானந்தாயை நமஹா ஓம் வரலக்ஷ்மியை நமஹா ஓம் வசுப்பிரதாயை நமஹா ஓம் சுலபாயை நமஹா ஓம் ஹிரண்யப்ராகாராயை நமஹா ஓம் சமுத்திரதனையாயை நமஹா ஓம் ஜெயாயை நமஹா ஓம் மங்களாதேவியை நமஹா ஓம் தேவியை நமஹா ஓம் விஷ்ணுவக்ஷஸ்தலஸ்தித்தாயை நமஹா ஓம் விஷ்ணுபத்னியை நமஹா ஓம் பிரசன்னாட்சியை நமஹா ஓம் நாராயண சமாசிரிதாயை நமஹா ஓம் தாரித்யத்வம்சிய நமஹா ஓம் தேவியை நமஹா ஓம் சர்வோபத்ரவநிவாரிணியை நமஹா ஓம் நவதுர்காயை நமஹா ஓம் மகாகாழியை நமஹா ஓம் பிரம்ம விஷ்ணு சிவாத்மிகாயை நமஹா ஓம் திரிகாலஜானசம்பன்னாயை நமஹா ஓம் ஸ்ரீத்ரிபுவனேஸ்வரியை நமஹா ஓம் ஸ்ரீலக்ஷ்மீதேவதாபோ நமஹா நானாவித பரிமளபத்ரபுஷ்பாட்சதாஞ்சலிம் சமர்ப்பயாமே தூபமாகிராபயாமே சாட்சாத்ரச்சமீபம் தர்சயாமே நைவேத்யம் சமர்ப்பயாமே தாம்பூலம் சமர்ப்பயாமே கற்பூர ஆனந்த நீராஜனந்தர்சயாமே சுவர்ணதிவ்யமந்திரபுஷ்பம் சமர்ப்பயாமே ஆத்மப்பிரார்த்தன பிரதக்ஷணநமஸ்காரான் சமர்ப்பயாமே ரக்ஷாந்தாரயாமே மகாலக்ஷ்மே விமே விஷ்ணுவத்னே தீமே தன்னோ லக்ஷ்மே பிரச்சோதயாத்தீலக்ஷ்மீதேவதாஃபலசித்திரஸ்து Mm-hmm.
ಮಜಿಗೆ ಮಜಿಗೆ ಒಣಗಿನ ಬೆಣ್ಣೆ ಪುರಂದರ ವಿಠಲನ ರಾಣಿ ಅಕ್ಕರೆಯು 